hello and welcome back to the scaling therapy practice this is james myland your host this is the show where we encourage you to take intentional steps towards sustainable growth today i'm joined by don gabriel hello don welcome hey james good to be here today we're going to talk about webinars and why do you sign up for them and how do you use them and you know are there any good webinar platforms out there uh, I did do a recording before this episode with uh, Dr. David Hall from PsychMaven. He runs some excellent webinars. Uh, I, fi- I think he runs one- them monthly. You know, get on his email list. Yeah, because he runs like monthly webinars and you might not like all his webinars, but once or twice a year, you're probably going to run into something that you do like. So I'd get on that, um, get on his webinar list. And if you wanted to... Um, all that will be in the show notes, and you'll be able to uh, examine or view some of his webinars. So check that out. So let's listen to uh, my interview with Dr. David Hall. David, thanks so much for coming on the show. I've really enjoyed your wisdom and experience over the years, and I admire how you run webinars. So thanks so much for coming on the show to talk about uh, tools and tips about webinars. Happy to, James. Yeah, I enjoy webinars. I, I, James was talking before about me being an expert. I don't know if I'm an expert, but I, I do feel I know more than some. And I have experienced things I like and don't like about doing webinars. And so happy to share the things I've learned. All right. So let's, uh, I guess, just what what's a webinar and what uh, what are some of the things, best practices? So the term webinars it's a combination of web and seminar and so it's webinar a, yeah, yeah it's a, it's a seminar online or on the web uh it it can mean a few different things some people will use it differently but in the parlance of most online business it usually entails one thing for sure or, or usually for sure and then one thing often the first component is webinars are usually free mm. um there are such things as paid webinars but that was is not Typically, when you hear about a webinar, it's usually a free thing or at least free to watch. Um, people will use webinar formats to teach in paid sort of form uh, settings, but they'll usually phrase it differently, calling it a master class or a right. online course. Or if if I see webinar, I'm usually assuming it's going to be free, and so that's one aspect of it. The other aspect of it is it is usually live or at least was live at some point people will do pre-recorded webinars and that is a thing or on-demand webinars but more often you'll usually find them and the energy of webinars often comes from a live experience and even for ones that are pre-recorded oftentimes it is a replay of something that was live at some point mm-hmm. uh, so free typically free them not 100 but if it's not typically called something different and often live and that's a, a certain sort of that energy. And in the idea of it being a free offering, it's usually an on-ramp. Uh, one may call it a sales process, though I think that can have some negative connotations. But it's an on-ramp for a deeper offer. People will use it to sell a coaching program or a membership or an online course or a, a digital or physical product. Online it, course, yeah, yeah, class, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's usually it's like though, an introduction to that. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's usually this on ramping process to the next thing. 
Great. So that's what a webinar is. Why, uh, why, uh, why should, should a therapist think about running a webinar for their course or their product or a service? Even their practice, I would and encourage their, their yeah. yeah. Um, there's a lot of things that you can benefit as a business owner that can benefit you in doing a webinar. And there are lots of things that can benefit your potential customer or client in that. Um, we'll start with the customer client side. It can give them a chance to get a sense of you. I think a lot of, if just talk about therapy services, mm -hmm. there can be a, a hesitancy because of their intimidation or even just some unanswered questions of what is working with this, you as a therapist going to be like. Yeah, um, who are, who is this person? Do I know yeah. them? Do I, would yeah. I like and them? Yeah. In doing a webinar, it allows you to get in front of a group the same way you could imagine maybe going and speaking to a church small group or a rotary club or a civic society or a school or kind of all those sorts of things. It gives you a chance to get in front of a group of people where there's a there's a very low barrier for entrance for them because you're doing something for free. And then to kind of get a sample of what your dynamics are like. And it can they can go away for that, ideally, with a lot more enthusiasm in the idea of working with you, whatever that looks like. Mm -hmm. uh, I know for me, I sell a lot of online courses, and that's often how I use webinars and what I do. And for people in that situation, it gives them the opportunity to have a sense of like, well, I like him as a teacher. Does he have information or a teaching style that is going to be helpful for whatever I'm trying to accomplish? And a webinar allows me to give them a kind of a sample of that without um, a lot of barriers uh, to get in. And, and so it, it's kind of a see before you buy sort of thing, test driving a car, you mm -hmm. know, lots of things like that. For, for me, uh, there are lots of benefits. One, it, 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 it's more likely to convert somebody into a paying customer if I offer them something quality for free, like yeah. a webinar. Uh, yeah. The, the one of the things I've heard is like you're not you're not uh, offering junk in this webinar. You're solving a problem like somebody signed up for your webinar because your title or however you promoted it said, come to this webinar. You will be able to solve problem X. You're going to be able you're going to be exposed to tips for this. Like I'm going to share good content with you. Um, and that's why people that's why people show up. They don't want to be uh, sold to. Mm -hmm. for 45 minutes uh, i gave you mm -hmm. one one crumb of something now for the next 40 minutes i'm going to try to convince you to to buy my product that's not what we're that's talking not about a good here. webinar is people will do it it's just not <laughs> as good uh, for sure and, yeah and there is that balance between and and i tell people to you can teach too much in a webinar the the way i delineate a good webinar from your offer your webinar should be connected to your offer um, but a good webinar teaches really well to the question of what. Mm -hmm. And your offer answers the how. So, for example, let's say you are running a, your offer is a uh, intensive retreat on uh, social anxiety. A good webinar will really describe the what of social anxiety. Like, what is social anxiety? What are the causes of social anxiety? What are the, the common family dynamics of social anxiety? It allows you to establish credibility. 
But your offer of come join us for this retreat is the transformation of how mm -hmm. to move through it. And because I think people will mess up on webinars on both sides. One, they'll teach too little and it's too salesy. Mm -hmm. And that's a real turnoff for a lot of individuals. I don't like going to webinars that I feel I'm just getting this little crumb, like you said, oh. James, and they, yeah. then they're just pitching the entire time. I want to teach really well. But if you give them too much on the how, even if it's not really enough for them to implement it, you don't want, you're doing a disservice to your audience if you, you if they go away from your webinar feeling that you've give them everything they need on how to implement the solution because they won't take you up on your offer more than likely because it's like, well, I've got enough. Uh, but it can be a disservice to them, particularly if they're not really been given enough to implement. Mm -hmm. And so you answer the question of what really well and give them value, but you're setting yourself up as the person that can take them on the journey of transformation. Yeah, I've gotten you this far. You, mm -hmm. you know me now. I think you like me. You know what I can offer. I gave you good value. Do you want to go further with me? Mm -hmm. I click this button. Let's go. You yeah. know, let's let's move forward. Yeah. Uh, so what are some things? So I want to get to some tech and tools that you use, but just briefly, can you tell us, like, what are some things to not do? Like, what are some mistakes you've made in the past? And you're like, oh, I'm not doing that again. Um, I think not um, what I've already kind of mentioned. I think in the past, sometimes I, I didn't structure webinars well in this idea that a webinar is supposed to be a good quality experience, but it is designed to lead. It is like mm -hmm. a good appetizer. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean like the TGI Fridays jumbo plate appetizer that you can replace a meal with it is the true sense of an appetizer <laughs> that it awakens appetite mm -hmm. but it is still enjoyable experience and i think sometimes i did not think about my webinars in those ways one of the best resources i would recommend in the online world for webinars is um, a book called expert secrets by a guy named russell brunson and oh russell yeah Br yeah russell brunson um is kind of known in online uh, business world is kind of one of the main webinar guys. He is a part of a company called ClickFunnels. Mm -hmm. And it's a great book, but it really kind of shares his model of how he thinks about webinars. I, I do a modified version of a Russell Brunson webinar. Um, so one of the things I've learned in, in kind of my style of doing webinars, I make a clear promise in the uh, title and so my audience knows exactly what they're getting from the title and I can have a very clear measurable on what I'm delivering. For example, um, a very common sort of title I'll have is uh, I'm, I'm working on a new webinar right now for a course I have on working with narcissism. Mm -hmm. And the, the working webinar title is going to be something like three things that people mistake about three common mistakes that people make about narcissism or three hidden mistakes or three false assumptions that people make about narcissism. Mm. And I, I like numbers like that because it gives a clear expectation in the title of you're going to attend this webinar and I'm going to share with you the what. What are three things that people often mistake about narcissism? And so that clear sense of promise and then deliver is important. You want, and you want to make sure to deliver what your title 
promises. And so don't overpromise. Don't promise something you're not going to give them. Uh, yeah. Like I'm not going to, the, my narcissism course is called becoming a narcissist whisperer. I would not do a webinar with that because I don't believe in an hour I can actually teach somebody yeah. how to become a narcissist whisperer. Mm -hmm. And if I name the webinar that, and I'm giving a promise and they come to the webinar and I'm not delivering on the promise, then I'm not doing a good webinar. So I think some of that is really kind of dialing in very clearly of what's good value, but it's still going to invite them onto something deeper. And I'm realizing that any number of people that attend my webinars are not going to do that. It's only a, a you know, 10 percent, you know, five to 10 percent of people that attend a free webinar I, I do mm. will then buy. And that's OK, because 90 percent of people may have just been interested in a curiosity sort of sense, or it may not have been the right timing. I've had yeah. people that have gone through webinars multiple times before they buy the offer, and that's okay. Sometimes they need that. But the benefit in a business too with webinars is it also is a great chance for you to build up audience because in the webinar system that I use, you sign up for a webinar, you've opted into my email list. And so you may not take action on that webinar, but you're going to get you know, email newsletters from me and you're going to hear about other things I do in the future, maybe another webinar. And you may not buy that thing. You may, you may buy something else. And I think your your newsletters, like you're constantly adding value. Like I think people keep stay, stay on your newsletter because, oh, I might not like this webinar, but I know mm -hmm. David's going to send out in a month or, th or three weeks or something, mm -hmm. another webinar and another course and another free offering and um, just continually adding value keeps you one, you're doing the newsletter with peace of mind or um, top of mind stuff. You're reminding them where that you're there and talking. But two, you're not just saying buy my stuff. You're like, hey, would you like to know more about narcissism? Would you like to know more about the? I know you have uh, one of your teachers has an Enneagram course. Mm -hmm. You know, would you like to know more about this? You're adding you're you're continually adding value, not saying bye, 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 bye. Sure. And there are people that do nothing on my email list besides take advantage of the free samples. And mm -hmm. I'm genuinely okay with that because mm -hmm. I've had people that have opted into free things sometimes for years and then they eventually buy something. And if they felt, I want people to feel free just to hang out. And mm -hmm. if that's all they do, but they have goodwill towards what I offer them and I help them in their work, you know, as long as enough people buy, I'm okay with it. I don't need necessarily everyone to. Mm. So, uh, <laughs> This is why, you know, talking with you, now I realize why our podcasts together were an hour long because you keep more and more questions. But let's uh, let's kind of try to start wrapping up with like tools to use or sure. uh, like tech for well, webinars. There, uh, people will do webinars in a lot of different ways. I think in recent years, the most common way that people will often do webinars is with Zoom. Mm -hmm. And I do not like doing webinars in Zoom for lots of reasons. Uh, but it it is... I don't think Zoom's good for webinars. I think Zoom is fine for meetings. It's mm -hmm. it's but it's you know, it it will pitch itself as like, oh, this is great for webinars, but I don't particularly like it as a webinar platform. I don't like the look of it. Um it's very, you know, you'll end up with everyone's kind of screens up and I've recorded webinars in Zoom and I'm having to manage that, you know, people their microphones turn on and it interrupts yeah. the the I think you can upgrade your Zoom yeah, for to a webinar money. platform, but I've never done that. <laughs> yeah, for more money. 
And yeah. it just I don't I don't think it looks good for it. Mm. Um, there, it doesn't have. And so I prefer systems that are really designed for webinars that they have. You can create opt in pages, um, registration pages, because that's not really a thing you can do in Zoom um, that it connects to my email CRM contact uh, CRM is contact. Customer, customer relation, relationship, relationship management. management. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. You you learn acronyms. Forget what they mean. But <laughs> your email management. So whether it's ConvertKit, yeah. which is what I use, ActiveCampaign, Mailchimp, mm -hmm. whatever. So you know there are a lot of webinar platforms that will integrate with that. So when someone's opts into your webinar, they'll get on your email list automatically. Um, what do you use for webinars? I use Webinar Ninja. Webinar Ninja. Okay. Yeah. And why do you like Webinar Ninja? Um, because it it allows me to do what I want to do in webinars. It is a, a really seamless live webinar experience, I find. It's very presentation focused, and so it fits my style of webinars. Uh, it has clear ways for people to, to register. I can create registration pages, and it connects with my contact, with my email management system. Um, there's, once you register, they have their own messaging system, so it will send out reminders through the webinar system, like, hey, the webinar's about to start. And that's a way to message people without um, constantly sending them emails that they may unsubscribe to. This is, mm. it's just the messaging through the webinar itself, but it makes it, the likelihood of people showing up's better. It automatically records and stores on my webinars, which is another nice thing about doing webinars is you can repurpose your information. Um, I've got, dozens and dozens of webinars at this point that I've done and recorded and I can pull in clips from them for other things I want to use. Um, so yeah, I, I, I like it for all those reasons. Um, Dimeo is one I also recommend to people. Uh, Dimeo, D-I-M-O? D-E-M-I-O, Dimeo. Okay. Um, that's uh, Pat Flynn, Smart Passive Income. Uh, that He's a big proponent of Dimeo. It's what he uses. I, if I wasn't using Webinar Ninja at this point, I'd be using them. There's some other companies like EverWebinar and Webinar Jam, and um, you'll find different pricing for different ones. Um, you can spend a lot on a webinar platform, but uh, uh, Webinar Ninja is what I use right now. So I recommend that. I don't recommend using something like Zoom. I just don't yeah. think it's a nice experience. Okay, good. Uh, so this has been a lot of great information uh, do you have a course on webinars? Like I've thought can... about it. I've thought about doing a course on webinars, but I, I'm, uh, I, I get behind in the courses in yeah. my mind. Like yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm writing actually on the day that we're recording, I'm trying to get my slide deck done for a new ethics course for therapists that I'm recording mm. later this week and we'll be releasing it oh, yeah. next year. And you're a busy guy. So, yeah, uh... so it's just, it's just finding the time. I'd like to do a course on webinars at some point in the future. I think I might. So to wrap up, where uh, where can people find you? What are some of your offerings? What's your webpage and sure. things like that? For those interested in kind of mental health professional development resources, which is a lot of what I do, um, I am the education director for a group called Psych Maven. We provide approved continuing education as well as career development resources for behavioral health professionals. Uh, you can find us at psychmaven.org. Uh, and in there we have links to whatever webinars we're doing currently, to uh, both paid and free courses. We usually have free courses uh, available at some at different ones rotating in different times. But if you come on our website, you can find something for free that hopefully has value. 
Um, I am a group practice owner at Haven uh, Counseling Center in Knoxville, Tennessee. You can find us for that for havencounselingcenter.com. And I also am uh, the dean of a nonprofit institute where we provide uh, resources for uh, specifically churches and different um, ministry or parachurch organizations in the Christian tradition looking to integrate the best of behavioral science in the work that they do. And it's just kind of an underserved niche that I feel very passionate about. Uh, that's called Negev Institute. You can find us there at negevinstitute.org. And our current podcast we have for that is the Church Psychology Podcast. You can find information on that at churchpsychology.org. And that comes out weekly on Mondays. It's just adding the list of the things, as James said, that I do, which is keeping me from doing a webinar course right now. So, <laughs> Well, you'll get there eventually. I'll get there. Yeah, yeah. Well, David, it's been a pleasure. Thanks so much for joining us on the show. Yeah, thank you, James. All right, and welcome back. Uh, thank you, David, for those uh, insights, and all those links will be in the show notes. So Don and I are now going to have a conversation about webinars and marketing your services with webinars. And I, uh, Don, you said you like webinars, right? Like you're you're a big fan. I actually like doing them, like myself. Oh, yeah, but I I do I am a big fan of them as well because I think you get to know the person, um, you get to hear them live. It's better than social media because you really get to either. It depends on what type of webinar, but sometimes you can interact and you just get to know them personality wise, because I feel like it's one of the best ways to just really engage an audience on a more live way. Um, but when I sign up for them, I kind of look for like just something I'm interested in and that I mm -hmm. need to learn. Yeah, I, I like to uh, I like I, I sign up for a lot of tech ones, you know, and often <laughs> it's like. Uh, I, I use this program called Descript. It's what I edit the show with. And they 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 have weekly ones. Now, I don't go to them every week, but often it's like, how do you use templates? And I'm like, oh, I want to know how to use templates in Descript. It saves me time. And then it'll be like, how do you create social media posts? I'm like, oh, I want to create social media posts. Let's show me how to do that. Uh, and so um, it, it's solving a problem. It's not solving my universe of problems but it's going to show me one way on how to use the tool better. And yes, of course, they're they're going to sell to people at the end for people who don't use Descript. It, it's just a, it solves a problem for me. One of the reasons I go to them, how I then uh, uh, choose if it's going to help me or not, is if it's going to solve one of those nagging problems that I have. And I think that's one of the, the big reasons why people sign up for webinars. What do you, what do you think? I agree. It's, it's basically like, I need to learn something and this is a quick way to do it. So Dawn, what makes you stay in a webinar or what makes you leave a webinar? <laughs> yeah, I've left a few webinars. Um, I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think if they like market something and they're not fulfilling what they said and it's, it's stuff I already know, and it feels like a waste of time. I know that sounds bad, but, um, or if it's so boring, I can't like attach to it. I just bounce. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If they, they start with the main, so you know, you got 30 to 90 minutes. Okay. And if they start with, they, they, they hook you with that promise, like you're going to learn this, you're going to do this. And then they don't deliver on that for like 10 or 15 minutes. 
oh man, like yeah. I got I got other things to do. Yeah, or I'll and, be doing my email. Yeah, like you better <laughs> tell me the upfront what we're covering so I know I'm going to stay or not. Um, I know I think somebody once had like a some giveaway at the end. I stayed for that. Um, also, if they're just personal and more engaging. But if they're boring and like they're just reading the slides they're showing, oh, like yeah. like let me just read then. Don't yeah. just yeah. So it needs to be more innovative and more engaging. Yep, and uh, stories help. I think stories mm -hmm. and like use cases and like this is how I did it uh, speaks speaks volumes. And yeah. then the energy, you know, I, I've gone to one where maybe I wasn't a hundred percent sold on what they were saying, but they were very enthusiastic you know they they were the biggest fan of what they were doing and it it made the the whole presentation better um yeah. and i've left i've left webinars from audio issue issues you know <laughs> like if there's like audio or video issues uh, i did stay in when when descript was doing something with squadcast they they joined with squadcast and they had a they had an issue and they had to restart the video a couple times. Like what they were offering though was so amazing. I, I stayed through all the technical issues because I was just <laughs> like, I got to figure out what is this going on. Cause it was something I needed. Yeah. I needed. Um, well, what makes you buy from a webinar? Have you bought anything from a webinar before? That's a great question. Um, Probably I've worked with some, yeah, probably like a consulting service or something mm -hmm. um, or signed up. That's the other thing. I think I, I went to one once and I didn't realize it was going to be so they could just sell the next thing they were doing. And oh, I thought yeah. it was very not authentic and it didn't really give me much. It was literally just a sales webinar. So I was really mad about that. But um, when the person where I my, I can't stop thinking about it. And yeah, I like, I'll sign up for co consulting probably. Yeah. And it's, it's often, um, you know, I did buy from Joey eventually, but I went to his webinar twice mm -hmm. <laughs> and there was like 11 months in between. And I wasn't <laughs> ready. I wasn't yeah. ready the first time I went to it. So I, but I stayed on his list and yeah. kept offering great stuff. I think that's one of the big reasons people have webinars. It's just, us, you get to know them. You get to yeah. know them, know their personality, know what they're at. And then one of the big things with buying is the uh, for authentic marketing, I think, is you're not pressuring people to buy. Mm -hmm. You're you're on their timeline. Actually, that's what I appreciate about webinars. It's like if this isn't your time, then you know, this isn't your time, but why don't you stay on our list and maybe it will be your time. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's what I, when I do webinars, um, mine are all free and it's really for people to get to know me and get to know my yeah. consulting work and my, like what I'm offering them. So I know two of the biggest ones I did was one was on, um, creating a leadership team for your group practice. Mm -hmm. And I've been able to use that with, give it to consulting clients or anyone. And I feel like I've gotten a lot of good feedback on that one. And that one's free. And it has some really, and I did it with a friend. And so we use it all the time and just give it to and, people. And you, but you use it in your practice too. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Like it was something you needed mm -hmm. for you and you figured it out and you wanted to share it with other people. Yeah. And it's just one of the things you offer. Yeah. And uh, I think that's, 
if it's authentic like that and you're just sharing it, like there's no manipulation for that. It's just like, this is something I use and do, and you can do it too. And I'm going to tell you about it. Yeah. That's a perfect use case for a webinar uh, that I don't, I don't like uh, the ones that, uh, that feel too salesy. Yeah, no. And switchy all. type yeah. stuff. What is the, I think it's um Graham Cochran. He does the uh, online course. He does online courses um, and he's on YouTube and whatever. And he has this value circle. I don't know if you've heard about it. It's just like you, you, you start with like a lead magnet or your webinar and you offer value. And then you give the, you're on their newsletter and you give them more value. And then eventually when they're ready, they buy something from you and they get even more value. You over deliver, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they get more value. Like it's this value circle. And then they, they give, you get one, you know, you get some money or some recognition and that allows you to offer more. And I think that's, if, if webinars are part of your value circle, I think that's a great way to market your products and services, your team to other people. Yeah. I'm I'm laughing because the one the very first webinar I did I was so used to Zoom being like interactive, and so <laughs> I got on thinking it was like a meeting like of like twenty people. Yes, I was ready yes. to interact, and then all of a sudden nobody is showing up, and I'm like, what's going on? And I didn't realize webinars like yes. like nobody can interact unless they ask a question. You have to read it, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so used to reading faces and feeling the energy of the room. It freaked me oh, out. Yeah. So I almost, it's funny, I'm doing one uh, next week and I'm like, can we please make this like just a group meeting so I can you interact want a with Zoom meeting, interactive, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, the webinar. So. Yeah, for some reason, um, I like reading the crowd too better. It, it does feel uncomfortable. Read, yeah. You know, reading your slide and then telling a story and then there's no like, eye contact, no feedback, no laughs, no, no nonverbal stuff. Um, I, I think that's why some of the best uh, webinars have some sort of like poll or interaction or like time for people to give feedback because that keeps them interested. And then it also keeps you interested. Yeah. Um, I've been to some really big webinars, you know, people from author, you know, people who have authors and whatever, and those people are um they're masters at audience interaction and um, it's just exciting like when you get that many people responding things yeah it's 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 really exciting yeah so do you have any um uh so anyways that to answer my question about what makes you buy for me it's value and giving me space to to buy and uh and not not being disingenuous uh for that so do you have any tips? Like, do you know, you, you gave, gave us a tip already about like, you like the interactive side, but do you have software you use or how do you set it up? Do you use slides? Yeah. I on running your webinars. Yeah. I've been using zoom, but I'm actually looking for different platforms. And I was, if you have any, I'd love to hear them. I, um, I you do. don't. Oh, you do. Oh, good. I do. But the I, other in fact, thing I, I, sent, I oh, just sent out a new, I'm sorry, everyone who's not listening to this on Monday, the 27th of November, but there is a program called Sessions. It's on sale right now. And I actually, it wasn't on sale. Like I bought it and then it went off sale. I bought it on um, 
AppSumo, by the way, tip tip for people. If you do not subscribe to AppSumo, you're missing out because eventually there's these gems that you will find. Not all of them are gems, but it's like software trials that Mm -hmm. uh, often they offer lifetime deals for their service instead of the monthly fee. And Sessions is one of them. And I just sent out a newsletter on Sessions because I was so excited. Like, I was like, oh, it went back on sale. I'm going to tell, I'm going to blast it to my people. I don't get any money for it, but um, Sessions, and if you can, you can still buy it by the month. But um, for me, it was like two or $300 for a lifetime thing. It offers, I bought tier three plan, which means I can hold six webinars a month. Oh, wow. Um, at 150 people per webinar. It's a Zoom replacement, although I don't know if it's HIPAA compliant, but you can schedule Zoom meetings. Okay. Um, and uh, it also has a scheduler feature. So I originally bought it, crazy me, I originally bought it to replace Calendly. Do you know Calendly? Yep. Because yeah. it has an, uh, a scheduler. And this was a lifetime deal. I can have multiple you know, links to schedule with me. And so, but it does so much more than that. And now I use it for my meetings when I'm meeting with clients and it's my, I stopped, I stopped zoom. So sessions, I'll send you the link after this. I'll put the link in the, in the show notes too. I doubt their black Friday sale will be on. In fact, it dropped when I bought it after about a month or two, I was like, you know what? I'm probably when I run webinars, I'm going to need, I think my, the original was like 50 people on tier one. I'm like, well, I'm going to need more than 50 people. And so I went back to buy it and it was, it was not offered in the lifetime deal anymore. It's like, well, I missed out, whatever. And then when I saw it on Black Friday, like, oh, I got to tell people about sessions. So I would, you get a two month, you get a two month trial with it, I think. So I would, I would at least check it out because it's, it's polished. Like sometimes, you know, those, those beta programs aren't really polished. I feel like sessions is fairly polished and they're still building it out. So that's awesome. I will definitely that, get that off is into my that. Tip. And if you're listening to this afterwards, go tech, go check out sessions because if it can replace zoom Calendly, and a webinar program, and it does other stuff too. Uh, it's, it's fancier than what I'm using it for. Cause you can have agendas and product demos and share your screen and just all the regular stuff. I think you can have breakout rooms too. Like it is, it's a pretty cool full features program. I don't have an affiliate for it. I just like it. And I think other people will like it too. So um, that's a great tip. Yeah. And I would say my tip is to use Canva for the, oh, sli- yeah. for the slides. It's so easy. It's intuitive. Um, I used to, before that I used to use, um, not power, I use PowerPoint and then I switched to Google slides, but Canva is by far easier for slides presentations. Uh, it's intuitive meaning like if I wanted to change a color to match my branding, yes. I literally press one button and then it says, do you want to apply this to all the slides? And I say yes. And so it's so easy and they're beautiful and there's templates. Yeah. It's endless. So that's my tip is use Canva for slides. Um, and yeah. you can, um, I have it in a blog post back back about a year ago, you can make an outline mm-hmm. in Word uh, using the headings, like heading one, heading two, heading three. And heading one will be 
you can then upload your outline to Canva and it will make the slides according to in your template with the with your outline. Yeah. So it, it's a pretty uh, easy way to, you know, you don't have to type everything out in Canva. You can do make your outline on Word or whatever, uh, Google Docs, and then upload it. So it's yeah. Easy. And you know what else I just found out? I was um, doing a retreat uh, just a couple weeks ago and we were going to be um, – I wasn't going to be able to use my slides for a presentation. So I actually just went to Canva and hit like converted it to a booklet and printed the booklet. It was so easy. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're starting to do a lot of those uh, conversions. um, And it has some AI, they're adding AI features to it. It's it's pretty nice. I'm a, I'm a Canva pro subscriber. It's one of the tools I use almost every day. So <laughs> it's fun. Spent a lot of time. Uh, I think I got a like, you've made a thousand projects in Canva awards. So oh my gosh. Uh, I make a lot. Uh, all right. Okay. So um, those are some tips for uh, webinars. I think webinars are, are great for connecting with your audience and sharing and solving a problem and letting them get to know you. Um uh, as we end on, what's one thing you want the audience to remember about using webinars for marketing? Yeah, I would say um, be personal and authentic and not salesy. That's great. Uh, I'm uh, that that reminds me. I'm listening to Mike McCallowitz's book "Get Different" it's on marketing, and uh, he said different isn't different. Different is you. Like you're different is more of you. So be more of you. Uh, I love love that part. And, and you're, um, so my, my tip would be, uh, add value, you know, just add value. You're not necessarily trying to sell on marketing. I mean, you know, you want people to buy things, but they don't, if they're not getting value, they're not going to buy. Yeah. So make your, Make your uh, webinar something that solves a problem for them that they're going to want more of you. If your webinar is so good, your free stuff is so good, what is your paid stuff? Make them think about that. So that's that's my one. That's a good point. Uh, so this is James with uh, Don Gabriel. Thanks for listening to the show. We encourage you to take those small steps that lead to big growth. We'll see you next time. Psych Maven is proud to support the Scaling Therapy Practice Podcast. If you go to stp.psychmaven.com, you can take our free personal inventory and find out what your builder type is as a helping professional. This assessment is quick and fun, and it comes with tons of customized resources with your results, so you can discover the best ways to scale that match your own personality. Find the assessment at stp.psychmaven.com. Thank you so much for joining us on the Scaling Therapy Practice. The suggestions and guidance discussed in this show are for information and educational purposes only, and they're not intended as a substitute for consultation with a professional. If you need professional support, please seek one in the area that you need it, like a lawyer, accountant, therapist. Uh, The show is not intended to replace those professionals in your life. The Scaling Therapy Practice is a proud part of the SciCraft Network.